Thank you for downloading the Barbecue Central Show. Maybe you're listening to this now because you missed the live version Tuesdays from 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The Barbecue Central Show is brought to you by these sponsors, which I am extremely grateful for. The Barbecue Guru, makers of automatic temperature control devices. Their website, thebbqguru.com. Big Papa Smokers, creators of some of the best rubs out there and retailer of many different grills and barbecue products. Their website, bigpapasmokers.com. Butcher's Barbecue, creators of injections, rubs, and seasonings. Their website, butchersbbq.com. Green Mountain Grills, some of the best pellet cookers out there on the market today. And their website is greenmountaingrills.com. Also by Cookshack, some of the best industrial electric smokers out there today. Also pellet cookers as well. Their website is cookshack.com. Cookinpellets.com. If you want to fire those pellet cookers that I just talked about, visit cookinpellets.com pellets.com to buy your pellets right now also by the chops power injector forget about using one needle to inject your meats the chops power injector system has four needles for your injecting pleasure you can visit them at barbecuekansascity.com that's b-a-r-b-e-q-u-e kansascity.com and by the sam's club national barbecue tour you can visit kcbs.us slash sam's tour for results to register your team or to see where the next event will be taking place. And by Pit Barrel Cooker, one of the most unique and efficient cookers out there in the market right now. Visit their website at pitbarrelcooker.com. And by Unknown Barbecue Accessories. You can visit them at unknownbbq.com slash shop. LTV, the number one, one show on the internet. And this is BBQ Center. So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike the match, and... Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. All right, good evening, and welcome to the Really Big Barbecue Central Show. This is the show that talks about all things important in the world of barbecue and grilling, broadcasting live and direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city, Cleveland, Ohio. It is the barbecue capital of the North Coast. I'm your program host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you aboard here on your Tuesday. If you want to jump in on the show tonight, more than happy to have you. It's a phone call, 216-220-0966. You can also email the show, greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. And here's what's happening in case you didn't get the news. Did I send out a newsletter today? No, I did not. So since nobody got the newsletter today, although I did make some social media posts in an effort to really let you know who's going to be on the show. Coming up at about 13 minutes from now, first, let me check my email. Holy moly, thank goodness. Do I even have his phone number? 
I gotta check that now. Everybody wait. Make sure I got Denver's phone number. I don't have it. Maybe it's here. There it is. All right. I'll get him in the break. Coming up in about 12 minutes from now, we love cookers, of course. This guy has got one of the most unique cookers, perhaps out there on the market today, that we have seen in 10 years, maybe longer. It's a real wood-burning pit. Cooker, grill, all that stuff. Denver Cavins from Art Flame will be joining us. Coming up at 9.35, typical monthly contributor to the show, creator of GrillGirl.com, Robin Lindar is on the show. Fourth of July coming up. We're going to be talking Fourth of July stuff with her. And then we'll move into the second hour at 10.14. Legend. Legend barbecue and sausage maker out of Central Texas, Tim McKeska, McKeska Brands. So excited to talk to Tim. And then closing out the show, the meat maven of Snake River Farms, Anella Kelso. Yeah. By the way, we're going to be giving away some succulent meat tonight. A tomahawk chop, like Fred Flintstone type stuff. Also, we're going to be giving away, I believe it was like a 12 to 14 pound black label brisket courtesy of Snake River Farms. We're going to be doing that at the top of the second hour where we are going where where we are going to be reviving the ever popular cheese or font. Hello. So if you want to win stuff, make sure you're listening live, tell all your friends and neighbors the show is on, a couple different websites to send them to. TheBBQCentralShow.com is the main home website where you can get audio and link to video. You can also go to OutdoorCookingChannel.com. You're also streaming live on YouTubes. And today, for the first time, I believe, we're streaming live on the Facebooks. What? Very excited to get out to Facebook. It's been a long time. They've really made a push I'm doing the live video thing, and now my video software that I do this show on has now provided me the opportunity to log into Facebook and stream the show. So if anybody has the ability just to like hop right over to Facebook and see if the show is streaming there like you're seeing it at Outdoor Cooking Channel or wherever you're getting it, that would be great. Would love to get your feedback on that. Very excited. All right, uh, so I've told you who's going to be on the show tonight. Last week, we missed the show because I was in Orlando. So first and foremost, shout out to Angela Iverson for hunting me down in Orlando last week to say hi. We were literally amongst thousands of people and youths of America at this volleyball tournament. Great to meet you, talk a little bit in person. Rarely I get to do that. And uh, she was a straight-up warrior. I was there from Saturday, late Saturday night through... Wednesday play concluded, but we flew home Thursday. She was there for eight straight days, Orange County Convention Center, for both of her daughters playing that AAU National Volleyball Tournament. Four days was enough. I can't imagine going eight days. Awesome. Hopefully, both your daughters did as well as they could have done. Our team, well, we tried. What do you say? We tried really hard. We tried really 
really hard. Whatever. Also, while we were gone, folks, I said it. It was going to happen in six games. I was off by one game. Cleveland Cavaliers, your NBA championships. The 52-year drought is over. Thank you. That was great. What could have been better than being in Orlando for the championship? Not good. We muddled through. So if you were watching Chad Ward's show before this, I think for the 36 minutes it was on. Huge news coming from Whiskey Bent Barbecue in the Pit host. And now I'm not breaking news here. I'm just supplementing it if you didn't hear it. Chad Ward, host of Whiskey Bent Barbecue in the Pit, has been hired to be the new director of world marketing for Traeger. Worldwide marketing. Wow. Worldwide marketing. That's the whole world. That is the same reach. Chad has now the same reach in Traeger world that I have in the barbecue entertainment world. We're like the same now. Huge news. Congratulations. So I have no idea who was in that position previously. Up until a couple hours ago, I didn't even know anyone involved with Traeger Corporation. Someone did reach out to me like a year, year and a half ago when that whole initial reorg of Traeger was happening, talking about potentially partnering with the show in some form or fashion, but it just never went anywhere. Perhaps that guy isn't even there anymore. I don't even remember his name. Here's what I can tell you about Chad Ward. And why this move by Traeger is very good for them. So a lot of you might know Chad just from the barbecue scene. Maybe you like barbecue shows. Maybe you like when he's a guest here on this show. Maybe you know he's a really good cook and he has a show and he does pretty well in both of those things. Things of this nature. Let me tell you something. This is not why Traeger hired this guy. Probably a really nice bonus in their eyes. Some cream on the coffee, as an old boss of mine used to say. But Chad Ward is a stone-cold killer in the real business world. People who make it to the level that he has have that drive to win. They have the plans in place to execute. They have the brass balls to make their plans turn into real results. I've heard a lot of chirping from Traeger over the last 12, 13 months about getting back to what they used to be, having that nice name associated with them, kind of pushing off what had happened in years past here recently. There's no better singular move to head in that direction than by installing Chad Ward in this position, a sales and marketing assassin. Let me tell you something. Coming from a sales guy who thinks he's the best sales guy in the world, I'm here to recognize other sales guys that I know can go out and kill it. Not only on a local or a regional, but on a worldwide level. Chad is that guy. Oh, by the way, he also has a deep reach into the market they are looking to consume further market share in. It's a great fit. Chad's going to be on the show next week to reveal all in case you missed his talk up a little bit earlier on his show this evening. But I'm here to tell you, can I, can I guarantee awesome results? No, but I know Chad is prepared. I know he has plans in place, and I know he is going to be able to work diligently and harder than anybody else is going to be in that position because he's got the sales guy can do 
I'm going to win attitude. And the guy's got plans to work in order to make sure that the goals are hit. So, Chad, congratulations from everybody here at the show. Of course, uh, that's me. And everybody else here in the chat room. I mean, it's great. Director of Worldwide Marketing. Wow. All right, folks. Coming up out of the break, Denver Cavins from Art Flame. I'm going to talk to you about Big Papa Smokers right now, though. The one-stop online shop for anyone interested in barbecue. The number one dealer of Mac Pellet grills in the world. Big Papa Smokers features a wide selection of American-made grills and smokers, such as the Old Hickory Ace BP, the Gateway Drum Smoker, even a drum kit that gives you everything you need to make a world-class smoker out of a 55-gallon drum. Big Papa Smokers has also made a name for itself in recent years by crafting an award-winning line of championship rubs. From flavors like Sweet Money to Happy Ending, their rubs have had a hand in winning almost every major barbecue competition. Period. Don't think that they can just be pigeonholed in a competitive barbecue either. No. They've become so well-known that a nationwide restaurant chain called BJ's Restaurant and Brew House has featured nine, I'm sorry, four of their nine BPS rubs on their permanent menu. This is why it makes a great addition to anyone's pantry. Get some now. Big Papa's also banded together with fellow California-based rub company Simply Marvelous Barbecue to form what has now become known as the West Coast Offense. Defying conventional wisdom, these two California-based rub makers have cornered the market on competitive barbecue, begun to redefine the flavor profiles that competitive cooks from across the country have begun to aim for. They also have that online meat locker with top-quality meats from Snake River Farms. Also, that unique brand ambassador program called the BPS Elite Team, featuring 15 of the best competition cooks in the country, working together to promote camaraderie, competition barbecue, and to benefit children's charities across the U.S. Keep in mind, they've been able to do all of this within six years, five, six years of being in the biz. What is that again? Turning competition barbecue on its head, providing customers with the very best barbecue products becoming a staple of a nationwide restaurant chain, and benefiting children's charities across the U.S. It's just the beginning for Big Papa Smokers. Check them out. The website, and they have everything you want. The website, BigPapaSmokers.com. That's BigPapaSmokers.com. By the way, if you follow Competition Barbecue this season, especially if you're into the West Coast offense, maybe you're a sponsored person, things of this nature, you will notice that Sterling Ball... And James the Flame are having an incredible competition year. They just won again this past weekend. I think they've won 75 barbecue competitions already in 2016. I can tell you this, he's won way more than he hasn't. And he's probably coming reserve grand if he hasn't won. A killer season, and it's only June. How about that? Congratulations to Sterling Ball and the team Big Papa Smokers. Winning yet again this past weekend. All right. Denver Cavins coming up out of the break. Stick around. We'll be right back. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All 
All right, welcome back. 216-220-0966. Greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. This portion of the show being brought to you by the Sam's Club National Barbecue Tour. 31 cities, 500000 in cash to be won. Eternal bragging rights if you win it all. This weekend, Sam's Club National Barbecue Tour rolling into Marietta, Georgia for the second regional final of the Sam's 2016 season. To keep up with the Sam's Tour, see the results, see where the next event will be, or... Well, I don't think you can actually register your team to compete anymore. Visit kcbs.us slash Sam's Tour. Thanks for their support of the show again this year. Central Lights, let's be honest. One of the things that binds us together as a Central Light unit is our love of all outdoor live fire cooking implements and vessels. And my first guest tonight happens to have one of those uniquely incredible units. Perhaps you've seen it. In the pages of Frontgate Magazine or online through various social media postings. But if you haven't, you are in for a treat tonight. So let's go ahead and hit the hotline. Welcome first timer to the show. And the creator of Art Flame Cooker, Denver Cavins, joining me here on the show. Denver, how are you, buddy? I'm good. Greg, how are you? Doing absolutely fabulous, Denver. Now, look. For the uh, very loyal Centralites, they've noticed that over the evolution of the show... Uh, I had to get into video. Well, I didn't have to, but because of incredible demand, I started getting into video. And before Art Flame, which was really recent for you, you were, like, for anybody that doesn't know, Denver has given me all of these crazy awesome backgrounds. So, like, your background and and professional career has been, like, in this whole video uh, editing type of situation, right? Yeah, very much. Yeah. you know, much like anybody in the barbecue world, they usually don't start out in the barbecue world. <laughs> you know what I mean? So uh, my my background was always video production, uh, but I got tired of sitting in uh, dark rooms and, you know, staring at computers and decided I wanted to, you know, follow a passion. So, so after 20 some years, were you a guy growing up that, you know, had a, had the family that was out cooking a lot during the summertime or maybe just all the time, or is the love of barbecue no. and grilling something that you grew into later in life? No, it was, uh, definitely something I grew into once I moved out of my, my parents' house, you know what I mean? Like, so I got on my own and, uh, my roommate just happened to be a little older than me when I first moved out of my parents' house and he started showing me how to make marinades and, you know, sauces and things like that, you know, and, uh, we just grilled a lot and I just kind of took, took it on, you know. Denver Cavins joining me here on the show, uh, creator of Art Flame. By the way, if you, uh, if you're not watching on video and you want to uh, check it out on your own, Artflame.com, A-R-T-E-F-L-A-M-E, Artflame.com, and it's a, a very unique cooker, which we'll talk about here in a second. So yeah. when when did the concept of Artflame come to you within the, the realm of the, you know, the uh, video production stuff? Uh, well, as you know, I started off with, you know, my barbecue sauce, which is called Fire Q and things like that, and uh, this opportunity to launch this cooker came early last year, like around spring last year. And, uh, just really, I didn't create the concept of it, but I created the design and heading up manufacturing for the U S and it's, it was an opportunity that just 
came up and I jumped on it. You so know? is this um, uh, is this a project or is this a, a cooker that has been you know somewhere outside of the United States and has seen success or like in, how do you come across the opportunity? Yeah, in Europe, uh, my business partner brought it from Europe to the U.S. and owns the patent rights for the U.S. and uh, it's just me and him. I mean, we're we're just starting. Whereas like the Green Egg and all these and Traeger, they've been around for you know, 20 some years. And this is a brand new thing. And I'm sure your listeners probably haven't heard or haven't even seen it yet. Um, but it's very different, very unique. And, um, uh, of course I wanted to jump in on it. So and I- now I'm, yeah, using my 3d like video skills and CAD skills. Uh, I've decided, or I've not decided, but I've been charged to redesign, all kinds of different shapes and models and things like that for for the company. So Denver Cavan joining me here on the show. And I guess when you say it came over from Europe as you look at it and you kinda of hear about that, mm-hmm. I guess it does kind of have that European feel to it. For the folks that haven't seen yep. it, are you able to give us kind of that verbal description and, and paint that mental picture for us? Yeah, it's uh it's basically looks like a fire pit um, that is, you know, grill height. Uh, that you build a fire into the center. It's all steel and you cook on the outer edge of like a fire, fire ring. So you cook on the surface of the grill. Um, it's very, it's not like a typical grill, you know, there's no grate. Uh, there's no, um, there's obviously it's just wood and charcoal. Um, and, but yeah, it's all steel. Uh, it's made of uh, core 10 steel, which is like a weathering steel. Um, and then the top surface is a uh, carbon steel, half inch thick carbon steel. So it's, you know, it's just very different. Uh, unless you've seen the video or pictures or things like that, it's just really it's hard to describe in, in words. So, I mean, basically you have a, a center cavity where you're putting in, and I'm running a video right here for the people that are watching it on the video feed. Uh, so for the people on the audio feed, I apologize. But you basically have like a center cavity that you're either putting charcoal or wood or a combination of both, and then mm-hmm. you have uh, the cooking surface that surrounds it, and you're just dropping your meat or your bread mm-hmm. or your, you know, whatever you're cooking, just like any regular grilled food is going to go on the outside ring of that. And, and I imagine the heat, is somehow regulated by the closer you are to the inside of the of where the fuel is is hotter than and it works a little less hot as you work your way out or, or not necessarily. Yeah, it's like a uh, it's like a griddle surface basically. So, um, you build your fire inside. Yeah, obviously it's going to be a little hotter on the inside of the ring, but it's like 150 degrees different. So maybe the inside half of the ring is, you know, uh, 400 to 600 degrees. And then the outer section, you know, is like 300 to, you know, 200 to 400 or whatever. So you get, uh, you get your zones just like you do with any charcoal grill or live fire cooking, you know? Um, but it's basically a griddle surface. So, Everything cooks in its own fats and juices and things like that. So it's just really, it's just a really unique way to cook, and it's very social because of the 
the design of it. Um, I don't know. It's a lot of fun. I got to get you one. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to get you one, so uh, uh, I'm going to get you one. Yeah, I'm down. Uh, Denver Cavins joining me here uh, from Artflame. Artflame.com is the website if you want to check it out. So when you get it, is there a seasoning process that you have to go through? And then I guess more importantly, after you get whatever you have to do um, initially, what's that maintenance or care that you have to do ongoing to make sure it stays in good working order? Yeah, yeah. Uh, really, it's just heat. I mean, heat will season it. Um, and a little bit of oil, obviously. It's just like a cast iron skillet. you got to take care of it a little bit. But once it's seasoned, um, you can leave it outside uncovered. Uh, I've had one outside of my house uncovered for six months. There's no rust. There's nothing. Like you just got to keep it oiled and really just get the steel to where it's seasoned up. So after about five uses or so, five to five to ten uses, it's it's good to go. So in order to, to regulate that temperature, is it safe to assume that the bigger fire that you build in it, the overall heat yeah. is going to be hotter than if you build a smaller fire? Very intuitive, I would imagine. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you gotta, you got to know a little bit of fire management, just like in, in barbecue, you know. Um, it, it, a lot of people have bought them and don't know how to build a fire, and I'm like, this is probably not the cooker for you. You know, you got to know how to build a fire. Um, but it's open air, you know. I mean, you can do it, – it, it's not that difficult. But, uh, yeah, the bigger the fire, the hotter it gets. Are there any, like, dampers towards the, the base of this unit that allow air to, to come up through the bottom of the fire, or is it all closed off? No, we have uh, two drain – uh, drain holes in the base or there, it's two pieces. So there's a, uh, there's a top and then there's a base. Uh, the top has two drain holes so that water doesn't collect inside of it, obviously. Um, and that's it. Is this something you want to cover up when you're and not we, using it or not? You don't have to, no, you don't No, you really? don't need to. And the purpose of it is because it looks, it's a, it's a nice looking piece too. So, you know, you don't really want to cover up a nice piece. And it's all made here, and uh, there's a lot of skill involved in making them. And, you know, it, just take a lot of pride in – we take a lot of pride in the fact that you we don't want anybody to cover it up, you know. How are you guys selling it right now? Is it just through website? Are you getting dealers? Like, what's the pull-through for you guys? Yeah, we do have some dealers. Um Obviously, Frontgate was our biggest one, which is headquartered in Cincinnati, where we, you know, are located and manufacture. So Frontgate was a big one for us. Uh, we had, do have some other regional dealers that we've just signed up. I mean, this is a, as you know, this this is very new, um, and we are just at the beginning stages. So uh, we're just getting it out there. Yeah, word of mouth and just letting people see it doing demos and things like that and this is your full-time gig you're totally into it full-time now ish i would say yeah yeah ish i would say probably three quarters of my week is devoted to this and fire queue which is my sauce and seasoning line and then uh the other is you know paying the bills until this does you know from a price point 
standpoint, uh, not to be too redundant, I'm having yeah. a lot of people in the chat room go, how much, how much, how much? Uh, so, you know, what what are we looking at? Are there different uh, points of entry here? Like, what are we looking at in yep. regards to price? Yeah, uh, we just lowered our, our price because we made a commitment to manufacturing, you know, as everything in this country is the more you make, the cheaper it gets. So uh, we are selling currently at 1850 retail. Obviously, it'll last forever. There's no moving parts. Uh, we have tons of accessories that are coming out. Um, and, you know, that's it. And we do have different base uh, shapes, sizes, heights. Uh, we have, a you know, a lower base for more of like a fire pit uh, that you can sit around and cook on, things like that. So, but it's all 1850 currently. Um, and our biggest thing is the Weber. We're making... Uh, inserts that are similar. So our Weber kettle inserts, uh, and big green egg and things like that, things like that. They're basically replacement grates, you know, just like Stoke makes and other, other companies, um, which I want to give one away. So contact me so that your listeners tonight can, somebody can get one of those. Um, we'll send them out this week. Uh, what what were those again? The Weber inserts. It's basically our center top that replaces like a Weber 22-inch kettle. Yeah, got it. Or a 26 or a green egg. Uh, we have all those different sizes. So, yeah. So you can get the art, art flame cooking experience um, without, you know, the 1800 and $50 price tag if you can't afford that. So we wanted to make those price points of entry that you were talking about that, yep. you know, a lot of people won't pay $2,000 for a grill. I know that. Um, as, I will, you will, but, but or your listeners will, but most won't. So uh, I wanted to make sure that we could at least give them the same cooking experience, you know, for a hundred bucks. And that's what we've done. Do you find, for the people that are buying it, will they buy a shorter base and use it strictly as a fire pit and then a taller base if they want to go yeah. and use it more of a, of a grill? You can interchange those, and, and they do that pretty easily? Yep, yep. You just move the top onto a shorter base or vice versa. Um, I'm actually down here in Lake Cumberland for a uh, fishing trip, and somebody down here has one that they bought a, uh, they bought the short base, and then contacted me and I said, Hey, let's, I want to get you a higher base too, you know, so that you can move it back and forth. And so, yeah, it's pretty simple. What kind of weight are you looking at? I mean, I'm a pretty weak man, uh, very lean and wiry. Am I, is it easy <laughs> no, enough for me to no, pick up I, the bowl and move it around I these bases? Too, yeah, I'm the same way. Uh, yeah, I, I, you can't pick it up by yourself. I mean, it's, it's a 200 pound top. Oh, wow. Easy. Um, yeah. So all steel. So it's it's not uh, not light, but you know it won't blow over in the wind. How will know? it? How does it ship to your, de your final destination? And is it through like common carrier? Well, it it ships on pallet. So um, basically, we have white gloves uh, shipping service through, especially like through Frontgate. And some of those dealers, we 
we can also ship it directly to your house and have somebody, you know, you know, drop it off or whatever. But, um, yeah, it's just like anything, anything that weighs X amount of weight, you know, it, it requires a couple of people. So, but it doesn't have to go like some, some uh, places, if they get too heavy, oh, require no, no, business no, no. address no, or, we, you know, forklift or something like that. Yeah. Nothing like a forklift. No. All right. Uh, so artflame.com and you said uh, also in front gate as well. I mean, that had to have been a, a huge get for you guys. <laughs> well, we wanted to at least see all the deal with, um, you know, some of these bigger retailers and we started with our local, you know, companies, which is front gate is in Cincinnati yep. or headquarters in Cincinnati. So it just felt like a right fit. Um, it's, it's been an adventure, you know, uh, just like trying to take anything to retail when you're new, especially in the barbecue and grilling world is it's tricky, man. Um, and you know, my backstory with my adventures earlier, uh, it's just, uh, you know, I don't know. It's tough, but front gate is great. They've, they've been a supporter the moment they saw it. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's all good. You know, we, we shipped our first unit. Uh, we ship it tomorrow actually. So it's exciting. He is Denver Cavins and part of Art Flame, the website, A-R-T-E, artflame.com, if you want to check it out and see what it's all about. As he said, maybe you've really never even seen this kind of a grill, uh, and we're going to go ahead and give away the insert as well. I have to figure out how we're going to do that. we got a lot of giveaways tonight. Uh, but, Denver, really appreciate yeah. the time. And, of course, uh, you know, hey, let no me problem, take Greg. one second to say that I really appreciate all the stuff you've done behind the, she- uh, <laughs> behind the scenes for the show that nobody knows about, and I get to thank you publicly uh, tonight for doing hey, that, no so uh, I always you. appreciate it. And uh, thanks for coming out tonight, man. Hey, no problem, Greg. Appreciate it, man. You got it. There he is, Denver Cavins, Lake Cumberland, one of the most beautiful places on the face of the earth, I might say. Man, I love Lake Cumberland. No doubt about it. That place is awesome. So I tried showing Art Flame while we were talking. However, that video... Of course, Denver having the background in the video world probably shot in extra high definition, so it was buffering between me streaming out to Outdoor Cooking Channel, YouTube, and Facebook, and through TuneIn and all this other stuff. So I think my download was suffering a little bit because of my upload intake. However, very unique, expensive, of course, uh, 1850 bucks. You're probably looking for the same thing. Uh, all in on a large big green egg uh, or an extra large big greener or something like that. You know, with a nest and some accessories, you can usually get a pretty good bundle price at one of these uh, hardware stores that are big green egg dealers or garden stores, something like that. But this is something a little bit more unique, probably not low and slow cooker, uh, but conversation piece, doubles as the fire pit. You don't have to cover it. You know, I'm very leery about not covering any of my cookers so i would probably get like a grill or some makeshift cover just to throw over it because i would be i'm i'm also the guy that would never buy a ferrari because i'm too scared to drive it because i might get a rock on it i'm not that guy i would cover it that's just me maybe you wouldn't cover it but it looks like you just and when you're done you just kind of scrape everything in the fire drop a little oil on that thing he said it's like cast iron 200 pounds that's a lot for me, that's a lot. 
Robin Lindar is coming up out of the break. But first, I'm talking to you about the Barbecue Guru. Gang, this is the longest-running sponsor of the show, and I've been proud, as proud can be for the last eight years, of having them support the show. They are the creators of automatic pit temperature control device technology. Don't buy from any other company. Don't do it. Stop. Not familiar with how these little beauties work? I don't get into the minutiae, but imagine a product that allows you to set your pit temperature in one set, keeps it running at that temperature all the way through the cook. Sound too good to be true? It's not. It's real life. You can take advantage of this technology today. Why? Well, maybe you're a busy working professional like me. You're constantly on the run with kids. You're doing errands. Quite frankly, you just don't have the time to set around and tend pit temperatures. We get it. The Guru allows you to throw on a pork butt or a brisket or a couple slabs of ribs, and you're off to do whatever it is you need to get done. And the Guru maintains that pit temperature you set it at. There's a number of different models to choose from. you got to check the website, see which one fits you best. Might I suggest, if you want to do a couple different cookers, monitor internal temperatures of meat, all from the convenience of a smart device, whatever that device might be, CyberQ Wi-Fi might be the one you want to look at. Now, on the other end of the spectrum, you have the PartyQ. Self-contained unit, runs on AA batteries, can go on bullet-style cookers, can go on kettle-style cookers. Now, it does monitor the temperature of your pit, so you set that temperature, and that's all it will do. No internal temperature probes for meat or anything like that. doesn't do multiple cookers, but you can run it from one cooker to the next to the next if you want. And the pricing couldn't be better right now at the Barbecue Guru since they've kind of revamped that whole dealership program. They brought it all in-house. They've dropped prices on all of their units. There is not going to be a better time to buy Barbecue Guru technology than right now. The prices are the lowest they have ever been, ever. Here's what you do. You head on over to the website, thebbqguru.com. That's thebbqguru.com. Or you can call them, 800-288-GURU. That's 800-288-GURU. If you have any questions, ask them before you buy. Don't not ask. Very not good. They'll answer all your questions. They'll have you set up so you know you'll be up and running right out of the box once you get it. It's going to be great. Again, the website, thebbqguru.com, or call them, 800-288-GURU. That's 800-288-GURU. The Barbecue Guru continues to be a breakthrough in barbecue technology. I'm watching myself right here on Facebook. It's great. Streaming great. Wow. Look at Facebook all grown up. Welcome, Facebook, if you're watching. Hey. Bye for my sponsors. All right, we're back with Robin Lindars right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Get in the smoke. Call 877-448-0433 to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right, welcome back. 216-220-0966. This portion of the show being brought to you by Green Mountain Grills, manufacturers some of the best pellet cookers out there on the market today. If you have a big cooker, or if you're looking for a big cooker to house a lot of food, they got one for you. Medium-sized as well. One for tailgates, camping trips, all that good stuff. Also, pellets to fire those cookers. GreenMountainGrills.com is the place to go. That's GreenMountainGrills.com, Green Mountain Grills. I love mine. You could love yours as well. 
All right, my next guest tonight is here monthly to talk about barbecue, grilling, live fire cooking. Fourth of July, just around the corner. And if you're looking for tips and suggestions, this is the segment for you. Let's go ahead and race to the hotline and welcome back good friend of the show and the creator of GrillGirl.com, Robin Lindars, rejoining us here. Robin, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing absolutely fabulous, Robin. Appreciate you joining the show as always. And I guess before we get into the 4th of July cooking stuff, yeah. you're, you're pretty hyped up about uh, that art flame type of thing as some type of Argentinian <laughs> way of cooking, or, or perhaps I've glossed it in the wrong region, but it, like you're familiar no, with that kind cool. of thing, right? Yeah, yeah. I got really excited when I, when I pulled up their website, and I was like, oh, okay, I get it, because... Um, you know, you know, John Dawson, like five years ago, um, gave me this cookbook as a wedding present because we went to Argentina on our honeymoon and it's called seven fires and it's by Francis Malman. It's all about like the kind of like the Latin American, like South American kind of gaucho style grilling where essentially you have this big, you know, it's really a big cast iron metal sheet. It's called a chapa and you put it on top of a, you know, a big open fire. And so you get the benefits of like cooking on cast iron where you're, you know, you're cooking in your own fat and you're getting, uh, you know, without it dripping through like the grate. Right. So you get that, the, you know, the flavor from that, um, you know, kind of like when you cook a, a burger on a griddle, it retains a lot of the fat and it's extra juicy. Right. Um, so that's, it's called a chapa and that's, um, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's kind of a, a Latin American thing, but also I've met, I was actually going to do some work with this French company and they had a, a grill called the plancha and it was like supposedly in France, like what everyone used instead of like what we would consider a traditional grill. And it was really like a very easy to use like griddle that you could have outside. And, um, but it's a fun way to cook. So, but the art flame is by far the prettiest one I've seen. Um, there is this similar cooking experience called the mojo griddle. And I, I wrote a review of it on my blog. Um, but yeah, I, I had to dork out a little bit about that, but it's, it's a fun, it's called plancha style grilling. Um, and it's a fun way to cook. So they, I think they're onto something. You see a lot of different products come out, a lot of different grills in a realistic sense at 1850 bucks, regardless of how aesthetically pleasing it looks and, and things of this nature. Is this something that you, you really see kind of a future for? Is it being a cutting edge kind of cooking device or do you see it being in kind of a fad situation? Um, no, I don't see it as being a fad. I think it's going to take, it'll, I think it'll eventually, you know, uh, people will get into it here because it actually is super easy. It's like kind of cooking on a big griddle and it's great for crowds because, um, you know, you can do things like, you know, pancakes and eggs and, you know, and all in one place. Um, you know, saute some onions and some peppers and then also heat up the tortillas. It's kind of like, you know, imagine if you're a shorter order cook and you have this big griddle, except you get to do it outside. Um, so actually, I think I think they'll catch on. I don't know at that price point. That's the one if you have the money, um, for, you know, kind of like almost like a little statement piece because it is artistic and it's and that's a pretty it's it's nice. You know, I, I would love to have one of those in my backyard. But if you like that experience, you know, if other people come out with similar cooking styles that get, you know, more, I would say well-known in, in, you know, in the U S I think that could take on as well. Like the, the product I mentioned called Mojo Griddle, I think that's like 300 bucks and, you know, you can kind of get the same experience with, there's some other stuff, you know, that you see come out. 
Um, I guess a lot of it is if they get the distributorship, you know, coming into the U.S. because it's usually um, coming from, you know, overseas or uh, someone who has seen the concept elsewhere. Robin Lindar is joining us here on the show. Grillgirl.com is the website Uh if you want to check it out. If you've never been there, shame on you. Uh, Crawl out from underneath the rock. So we're talking about, and we got off on a tangent there, but I had to do it. Uh, (laughs) But I I love it. I I love it when I get a chance to dork out a little bit. No doubt. So 4th of July coming up Monday. uh, Big thing, you know, for all the food bloggers, especially people that are going to be doing the live fire. So I wanted to hit you up and see what your thoughts are, maybe a menu that you're planning for whatever get-together you're going to be doing down there in Florida. Yeah, yeah. So, well, you know, it's even though we grill year-round, right, right, Greg, we know that, you know, this is kind of like the unofficial, like, grilling, like, the big one. You know, there's Memorial Day, there's Fourth of July, there's Labor Day. Those are, like, your three major grilling holidays. And, and everyone associates this holiday with burgers. So I did just kind of a a roundup of some of my favorite burger recipes. But, um, you know, I actually just, uh, as of tomorrow, I will be launching a burger recipe I just developed for Stubbs Barbecue. So I thought I'd talk a little bit about that because it's actually bison. Um, and so, yeah, you know, I, I put together what's called, I call it the red, white, and blue menu because um, there's a, a grilled and roasted red pepper um, potato salad um, and of course, all of these these recipes are on my blog. But you know, thinking about even not just things like you know the meat and whatnot, but the really the whole everything can made on, be made on the grill, right? So you know, think about like um, roast your peppers. You know, add add your potatoes to the grill to get some char and some smokiness. Um, this is a, a recipe that is has a balsamic um, vinaigrette base, so no mayo. So you know, you don't have to worry if it's if it's sitting outside or, um, you know, you can serve it warm or cold. Um, also jalapeno lime grilled, um, corn. So, you know, make a, an easy compound butter, um, throw it on, you know, and, well, butter's, butter's good on everything. Right. So, yes. um, but a fun compound butter, you know, if you have fresh herbs growing in the garden, perfect time to use them to, to make a butter to put, um, on your, your grilled corn, also a grilled wedge salad. Um, so not a lot of people think about grilling salad, but, you know, I've, I think I've probably talked about this for a while, but, you know, especially um, lettuce kind of caramelizes and gets sweeter and it's, it's a fun thing to do. People think it's exciting. Um, so, you know, for years I've been doing the grilled romaine, but I, I've done grilled wedge too, where you grill the iceberg. And of course you add bacon, um, a homemade blue cheese dressing, um, and you could even char the tomatoes a little bit. It's just, um, it's just elevating the whole meal. And, and I am getting a theme of, of, um, bacon in this, in this, um, menu I've developed. When I put them all together, I just realized that like eight out of the 10 recipes have bacon in them, which is, is definitely not a bad thing in my opinion. Um, so from the burgers, yeah. So I'm, I'm launching a burger recipe on my site tomorrow. It's the bacon, blue cheese and barbecue bison burger. And this is just a, a burger that's just got layers and layers of flavor. And um, Greg, have you ever had bison before? Um, I want to say I've had it, like, but it was years ago, so not like on the regular. Absolutely not. So I've been cooking bison burgers for a while, and really, I, I got into them because they're actually um, they have a higher like nutrient content than beef. Like they're higher in iron. They're actually higher in, in protein, um, and they're not really gamey, and they're perfect for burgers. So. Um, you know, it's, they're also really high in B vitamins. So, um, and they're, they're actually leaner, which I like a a juicy burger, but, 
Um, it's got great flavor. And what I do when I make these is I actually add in a, like um, a couple tablespoons of butter when I'm, you know, making the burgers so that I just kind of add some extra fat and moisture in. Um, but so it's, it's covered in bacon and blue cheese. And then I actually, um, take onions and I make a little hobo packet. If you, for you guys know, basically I just wrap onions. I put them in a foil packet and I add the barbecue sauce and the, the onions actually, um, like caramelize and soften in the barbecue sauce. And you can let that cook on the grill mm -hmm. while you do your burgers. And then you put it all together and it's, just amaze balls. Like you put it together. I recommend serving it with some really good, like higher end pickles. Um, cause I'm a pickle fanatic. Um, but so that's coming out tomorrow on my site as well as a giveaway. It's a stubs stubs giveaway. It's like a, a little stubs. It's really cute. Actually. It's like a stubs, um, spatula and some sauces and a t-shirt. So you guys stay tuned for that. Um, but the other one I wanted to highlight was, uh, my bacon jalapeno pimento cheeseburger. So, you know, what I always find funny, Greg, is that, you know, I'm from the South. I don't know if you know, I was like actually born in Mississippi and yeah. I've lived all, I've lived almost in every state in the South because my parents were and are crazy and we moved around all the time. <laughs> but, um, you know, no growing up there. in the South, yeah, growing up in the South, like pimento cheese is just, it's just there and you take it for granted. And now I'm sure you've seen this. There's like a resurgence of like Southern food because like I used to always think of as you know, pimento cheese, like, okay, big deal. It's pimento cheese. It's basically, you know, um, cheddar cheese grated with pimento, um, and mayo, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, um, but now it's like, like Southern foods, like everyone's really into it now and it cracks me up. So I did a pimento cheeseburger. And of course, if you make your own pimento cheese, it, it's a bonus, but, um, it's just something a little different and it actually, um, it works as like a really nice sauce that kind of like melds the flavors together. Um, are we running out of time? No, why? Because I just got a bunch of music coming on. You did? <laughs> Where the hell is that coming from? Is not, it coming from you? It's not me. You don't hear it? I, I hear it. It sounds like it's coming from you. Is your phone ringing? No, that was you. That no. was you. Was that your way of telling me that I was rambling? No, I wasn't me. <laughs> I swear to God, I was. I have your pictures up. Oh, it was so weird. Like this music just popped on. Like in my maybe my I don't know. That was weird. Maybe um, <laughs> that was really weird. Like all this music started. Maybe it was um, like an ad or something. Oh, I know what it was. I I have my computer plugged in uh, and an ad that was up uh -oh. on my site. Uh oh. <laughs> See, go ahead and apologize. Okay, it was my fault. So anyway, so I was talking about the bacon, jalapeno, and pimento cheeseburger. Yeah, it looks good. Um, I'm showing your pictures. And then I have a new recipe up on the site, and this was one of by one of my contributing um, writers. It's a strawberry shortcake cooked in cast iron. So oh. it's essentially biscuit dough. Looks great. on the strawberries. Yeah, it looks amazing. She's a great recipe developer. Um, and then also my red, white, and blue cobbler is a great one to think about because it's got strawberries, blueberries, coconut. I actually developed this recipe for Walmart a couple of years ago and people went crazy over it. And it's a super just um, rustic cobbler where you basically, you know, just mix the, the berries together with sugar, lemon juice, throw it in the, throw it in cast iron, put the, um, I use like Jiffy cobbler mix. I mean, Jiffy, excuse me, Jiffy cake mix. Yep. It's like 99 cents at Walmart, throw it on top. Um, and that's it. It's like super easy. And you obviously you can cook on, you know, cook it on the grill while, you know, while everything's still kind of warmed up. 
um, which is kind of cool. And then another idea I wanted to throw out, and I've done this before, is make a gourmet s'mores bar, right? Like everyone thinks about s'mores, but you know, take a take a cool platter and put lots of cool different toppings that you wouldn't think about. You know, like Heath bars and um, toasted coconut or um, Nutella. You know, and let and let people like get really wacky with it, and even go out of the box and you know, I like to use like ginger snaps for s'mores. So go outside of the box a little bit on that. But you know, there, it's always fun to just roast marshmallows by on a grill, on a campfire, whatever. It's a fun thing to do when you have everybody together, especially, um, you know, when, when you're, if you're outside doing something and you're waiting for the fireworks to start, or you're waiting for your neighbors to light something off in their driveway or whatever it might be. Yeah. So, (laughs) so do we want to, do we want to end the segment talking about meet temporary tattoos or do we want to talk about a review of the mini max big green egg oh i don't know you pick i I just was having a really dork out moment did you see what i sent to you yeah of (laughs) course (laughs) i did yeah i mean uh, so they're those are ones like you're gonna wet and stick on your person right and then they come off like in a week or something like that yes and i'm making these custom steak master tattoos for my husband's birthday and so you know what if they turn out well i might like put them up on my blog as a nice diy if anyone wants to to try them so um who's making those like how are you getting them made i made them myself because i'm a nerd um there's all this free online editing software that you can do go to like canva.com or PicMonkey. uh it's it's pretty neat it's everything you know and then you can you can ship the transfer paper to yourself um, you know, uh, via Amazon prime and then print it out on your inkjet printer. And if you're having like a theme party, now you can find a lot of this type of stuff on Amazon, but if you wanted something really custom, which is exactly what I wanted, you can, you can do it yourself. It's, it's amazing what you can, what you can figure find on the internet. Um, <laughs> you know what? I'll post a blog post about it. Cause I think it would be fun to do some really fun, like food tattoos, you know, the kind that it would be fun for a party, but you don't want to live with for the rest of your life. Um, but yeah, we can do, if we have time. I can I can tell we can do a quick mini max review. Yeah, I'm, and I'm showing the picture of like the steak master tattoo. So I'll take uh, however many you <laughs> want to send over to me. I'll put them right on my. I have real tattoos, so you know it fit right in, no problem. Uh, well, it, you know, my husband had been talking about getting a new tattoo, and um, his 40th birthday party is coming coming up soon, and I can talk about this because I he's out of town. I know he's not listening to me, so. Um, I really wanted something funny to like have him wear at his party. Yeah. Um, and he always says that he's the better steak griller in the family. So I thought I'd make him the, the honorary steak master, um, <laughs> tattoo. Very nice. All <laughs> so, right. So talk yeah, to me yeah. about the, the mini max big green egg for a couple seconds. So, um, you know, Hunter got his first grill for his birthday, his first birthday. And, um, you know, really, it was it for me. It was an excuse. I just wanted to trap the new grill, and it was for them. I was like, let's let's write about it. So, um, I will say that they did send me one, but I think it's really awesome. Um, I think that it's you know, I was skeptical at first in that, you know, I it's was small. like, you know, it's small. Why would you spend so much money on a small grill? Right. Was what I was thinking, um, but. I actually see the value and actually it's, it's really a good fit for people depending on how they want to use it. Right. So like I have a large big green egg and and you can do a, you know, of course a full rack of ribs, a brisket, you know, whatever. 
So, you know, you're not going to have the cooking capacity in the mini max, which the mini max is a step up from the mini, like the mini, you can grill like maybe two steaks. It's pretty tiny. Um, but the mini max is actually a really good size for tailgating and for grilling for two people. Or even if you think about like traditional hibachi style grilling, right? Like think about like if you're a, getting true street food in a third, what, let's not say third world, but in the country where, you know, they have just like a teeny tiny grill, like think about the true hibachi and how, where that originated from. When you have a hot grill like that, you can accomplish a lot in a very quick amount of time. Sure. And what's nice about the mini max is that what it lacks in capacity um, because what it makes up for is the fact that it takes, it's really quick to get lit up to temperature and it does essentially all, it has all the functionality of an egg. It has a place setter so you can make pizza or, um, do some low and slow or even bake some bread. Wow. Um, but you know, it, what's nice is that two people can lift it. So if you wanted to say, okay, I want to put this in the back of my car and take it to a friend's house or take to a party or tailgate it's actually feasible um without needing like a 300 pound guy and a dolly or something right and so what scott and i have started doing is actually we'll like pull that little grill out in our yard and sit sit like we're almost like we're camping like around it and it's really fun and we sit by it and grill together and it's actually um so i'm really impressed and you know like i think the the fit is for the person who you know if it's just a couple people obviously you're not going to use it to to do large scale amount of ribs, but you know, for two people or for like a tailgate or even like I said, just having the ability to say, cool, I'll come to your house and we'll bring our mini max. Um, it's a pretty sweet grill. And it, it actually, uh, I'd say, you know, because you've got the smaller size, things just happen a lot quicker and you still have, um, it's, it's not so close to the coals though that you feel like it's going to cook too quickly. It's, it's really, um, it's well-designed. So I, I, I recommend it if people are thinking about, you know, if they're an, I think for someone who's already an egghead and they wish they had something a little easier to port to, to have to take somewhere like to a game because they want to continue their egghead lifestyle <laughs> everywhere. That's like the perfect, it's a, it's a perfect grill. Robin Lindars can be found at grillgirl.com. Check her blog out, get all the recipes for the 4th of July coming up. The red, white, and blue menu can be found there. Robin, always appreciate the time. Thanks so much for coming on. Thanks for having me, Greg. You got Have it. Have a good one. Happy 4th. Happy 4th. Robin Lindahl right there. Let me remember to start getting in that habit of using this thing, too. That's right, the transition page. That might be coming up handy before we know it. All right, I'm a little late, so I apologize. We want to get the Minimax review as well. I'm going to talk to you about the CHOPS Power Injector System, the 2015 and 2016 Barbecue Tool of the Year, three different sizes, a half-gallon CHOPS Power Injector System. Clean it, fill it, pump it, and you're off and running. If you have one brisket to do or a pork shoulder, you don't need to fill it all the way up. Just put in what you need. It comes with a 14-gauge needles, the two replacement plastic needle adapters, the three plug screws, and a needle protector. It's 100 bucks plus shipping anywhere. The most popular. The one-gallon chops power injector system gives you double the capacity of the half-gallon. This is for, like, the MBN whole hogs or maybe you're doing 10 shoulders to get that perfect one. This one comes with 14-gauge needles, two replacement plastic needle adapters, three plug screws, and a needle protector. 120 bucks with shipping anywhere. Of course, the big one is the Chops Full Power Injector System. Commercial and competition, Big Daddy. Not a holding tank, but a three-and-a-half-foot pickup tube. You can put it in a 55-gallon drum. You can also use it for just a few ounces. It doesn't matter. It was designed for Chef Rob at the best barbecue restaurant in Kansas City. And he said time and time again, 
that with the Chops Full Power Injector system, his briskets are better than ever. Number of the top pitmasters in the country and the world are using the Chops Power Injector system every day to make their barbecue better than the rest because we live in a foodie world that requires flavor in every bite. Here's how you do it and do it fast. It's not just for meat. How about alcohol-infused watermelon or the like? Every injector is hand-assembled right there in Kansas City, Missouri, USA. They got all the accessories if you want them. Visit BarbecueKansasCity.com. That's B-A-R-B-E-Q-U-E, BarbecueKansasCity.com. And we'll be back to wrap up the first hour right after this. Stick around. Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue. It's the Barbecue Central Show. Welcome back. Thanks to Robin Lindars again, the Grill Girl, for coming on last segment. Again, the red, white, and blue menu. Grillgirl.com. G-R-I-L-L-G-I-R-L. G-R-I-L-L-G-I-R-L. Grillgirl.com. Am I lost here? Hey, by the way, I know we have Anella Kelso coming up in about, you know, 35, 40 minutes from now. But if everybody loves deals. Of course, everybody now widely tuning in for their uh, potential of winning steak and brisket. Of course, we get it. But if you're looking for a deal right now through the end of the week, Snake River Farms is also offering half off a four-pound tub of beef. Uh, I'm sorry, Wagyu tallow. So if you're looking for something other than butter, Wagyu tallow. Whoa. This is Chris Payne. I'm late. From Euclid, Ohio. I'm out. listening to Barbecue Central. Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. Boing. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Hit me. Fine. How you doing? <laughs> You have a great show of a big fan. Boing. So what 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 seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead. He's in the in the crackle. Charbono, it's all about the Charbono, dude. Succulent fish. What? He ate fish or wiener. Listen, Lebrunius, shut your face. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seeds. <laughs> we have top men working on it right now. And just like that, we are into the second hour. Hey, welcome aboard, ladies and gentlemen. You found the rocket ship of live fire cooking called the Barbecue Central Show. And we're here each and every Tuesday for the first time in ever. We are streaming live on Facebook as well as the Outdoor Cooking Channel YouTube. Barbecue Central Show website, tune in radio. I mean, come on. If you can't find this show, bro, you ain't trying. You ain't trying. Very excited. All right. So, as promised. Oh, what I do with the. Ah. Let me not get too far ahead of myself. 
Jeez. Oh. All right. So if you want to try and win the brisket or the tomahawk chop, call in right now. 216-220-0966. That's 216-220-0966. You can tell me what... Actually, you're not going to tell me what you want to play for. If you win... And you got to get three out of five. I'm going to give you a name, and it's either going to be a cheese or a type font. You know, like Arial 7 is a font. And a cheese is like American cheese, right? So I'm going to give you a word, and you got to tell me if it's a cheese or a font. And you got to get three out of five. It's very simple, as expected. The phone lines are lighting up like crazy. So let's go ahead and get this game underway. Welcome to Cheese or Fun, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, everybody. Hello. Yeah. All right. So we do have a caller on the line. We go to area code uh, 316. Name and where you're calling from. Buddy King, Wichita, Kansas. All right. Buddy King is in, ladies and gentlemen, from Wichita, Kansas. That's very good. Uh, Buddy, tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, I'm a I'm a competitive barbecue cook for the last three years, and uh, do a lot of different styles of grilling and cooking. All right, sounds good. Uh, you know how to play the game, buddy. Uh, we'll see. All right, so best three out of five. We're gonna play cheese or font. Here we go. All right, buddy. First question or first word. You tell me if it's a cheese or font. Pusab. Is it a cheese or a font? We'll say cheese. All right. We'll lock you in for cheese. Oh, oh, shit. There we go. Lock you in on cheese. Pusab is a font. Uh Uh-oh. Oh, no. That's all right. We suck again. We keep going. It's best out of three. You can afford that one. You can afford that one. All right, buddy. Your next word is ristretto. Is ristretto a cheese or font? That would be a cheese. All right. He says cheese. Ristretto is indeed a font. Oh, no. That's all right. You got one more. You got to make the run. It starts here. Three in a row. You ready, buddy? Yep. All right. Tell me, buddy, is the word derby a cheese or a font? I'm going to keep it rolling with cheese. All right. Lock you in on cheese. Derby is a cheese. There you go. You did it. Very good. We go to the next question. One in a row. Got to get this one to keep rolling. Buddy, tell me, is the word Danbo a cheese or a font? Let's go font. All right. Lock you in on a font. Danbo is a cheese. Uh, Sorry, buddy. 
But we do appreciate you calling in. We go to Eric. Oh, boy. Call back. That's a terrible connection. I'm not even dealing with that. No way. Area code 913, call back. Hoofa. We got a lot of meat to win here tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Kinger, uh, of course, being his regular wonderful guesser at this show. Not real. All right, we go to extreme fan of the show, Sylvie Curry. Sylvie, how are you? How you doing? Doing absolutely fabulous. Are you ready to play the game? I'm ready. Let's go. All right, Sylvie. You tell me, is the word kanafa a cheese or font? Kanafa. Cheese. Cheese, all right. Lock you in on cheese. And the word kanafa is indeed a cheese. All right. Very good. Very good. We'll go ahead and go to the next word. One for one. Sylvie on fire. As she is every weekend. hey The word Fenwick is a cheese or a font? Font. All right. Fenwick is a font. We'll lock you in. Fenwick is a font. Hey, look at this kid. Coming out of nowhere. All right. Here we go for the third and potentially final answer. Got to get this one right. Okay. Tell me, Sylvie, is a word Orla a cheese or a font? Orla. Orla. Cheese. Right, we'll lock you in on cheese. Oh my lord. Could be a tomahawk chop or a 12 to 14 pound black label uh, brisket in your future. For all the marbles. It is indeed a cheese. Wow, look at you. Sylvie Curry winning it all, of course. We thank thank Snake River Farms. We thank Snake River Farms. All right, now. All right, enough of the damn sound effects. Sylvie, you have quite a choice to make. Do you want the brisket or do you want the tomahawk chop? Tomahawk chop. Tomahawk chop. All right, very good. So uh, here's what you do. Send me your shipping info, and you will get the tomahawk chop directly from Snake River Farms, who we thank, snakeriverfarms.com. And uh, send it to Greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. And I'm sorry, the brisket's uh, 14 to 16 pounds, 12 to four, not 12 to 14, like I was saying. I don't know if that makes any difference to you. Uh, are they black or gold? These are black. I'll go for the tomahawk steak. All right, tomahawk steak. Very good. So uh, send me that shipping info, Greg, at thebbqcentralshow.com, and we will get that tomahawk chop out to you. Thank you very much. All right, Thank there she is. You got it. There she is. Sylvie Curry, everybody. Yeah. All right. So thank you for playing. We're out of time. Wow, that's fun. See, that guy took a a long time that first time. Ran out of time. Don't worry. We'll figure it out. Maybe at the the end of the show. We'll fit it in or we'll go uh, social media. We'll do something. It's going to be great. It's going to be fun. From everybody here at Joker's Wild... A.K.A. Cheese or Font. 
We say adieu. We do? I don't know. I feel bad. Like, I have one minute left, and there's no way that... Patrick Paquette making very much... <laughs> making very much hijinks. Aren't all comp cookers regulars at Snake River Farms? <laughs> no doubt. All right. Uh, let's get ready to go to Tim McKeska right after this. Quick read. By my friends at Cook Shack. That's right. Cook Shack manufactures smoker ovens for barbecue lovers with any amount of experience and or skill. Whether you barbecue in the backyard, in the competition circuit, in a five-star dining facility, Cook Shack has the unit that will do the job. And with a full line of barbecue sauces, spices, pellets, and wood chunks, it's perfect one-stop shop. No doubt about it. I can vouch for that. Cook Shack strives to be your barbecue resource center by offering cooking classes, online recipes, how-to videos, two blogs, a cooking and grilling 101, and a video cooking classroom. Check out their Facebook. I'm sorry. Check out their website at cookshack.com or follow them on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Pinterest, and Google+. Get advice or share your passion for barbecue in their world-class barbecue forum. Cookshack pellet-fired smokers are the choice of champs because they were designed by a champion, Ed Fast Eddie Morin. The FEC 100, the PG 1000 are always customer favorites. The PG 1000 can double as a smoker and grill, low and slow or hot and fast. The pellet grill line gives you the most for your money. Cook Shack residential electric smokers are the number one smoker in the industry. In the industry. Anything you can cook in your oven, you can make in a Cook Shack. Bottom line. Passion, dedication, these are the two items that drives Cook Shack's manufacturing. With quality always being at the forefront. Get the best in barbecue since 1962. Call them, 800-423-0698. That's 800-423-0698. Or visit their website, cookshack.com. That's cookshack.com. By the way, Fast Eddie Morin in next week. Boom! FEC will be in. Fast Eddie. Can't wait to catch up with Eddie. All right, Tim McCaska coming up right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. From the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Ray. 
All right, welcome back. 216-220-0966. Greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. Two ways to get in touch with me. This portion of the show being brought to you by cookandpellets.com, your number one source for quality wood pellets for all of your pellet-driven cookers. Green Mountain Grills, Cook Shack Grills, Traeger Grills, you name it. Cookandpellets.com is the one for you. Visit cookandpellets.com to purchase or for more info. You can also buy them at amazon.com. Also, they have their own app. Download the cookandpellets.com app. You can be hip to when shipping prices get crazy because every once in a while, Amazon goes nuts on shipping. So uh, cookandpellets.com is the place to go. All right, my first guest in the second hour has to be considered one of, if not the top sausage makers in all the land. Look at the review posts around the Internet. See the clients serving his products in their restaurants. You've seen him on a number of TV shows. In fact, his sausage products has made it all the way up here to the west side of Cleveland, Ohio, the NBA capital of the world. Let's head over to the hotline and welcome first-timer to the show, Tim McKeska joining me. Tim, how are you, buddy? I'm doing great. Great. Tim, uh, I appreciate you making time for the show tonight. And uh, let me get my video thing all squared away here. Uh, sausage, of course, now stuff of legend. That's not you. That's a girl. Let me uh, get you off. Here we go. Um, the sausage stuff of less. So not just in Texas, but it's exploding across the country. However, one does not hold the nameplate, the first family of barbecue by doing this barbecue thing and sausage thing for like a short period of time. This is something that stretches way back into the McKeskill lineage, correct? Way back, yes. Uh, very fortunate. Uh, my uh, grandfather, my great-grandfather come, came from this country from uh, Moravia, or which now Czech Republic, and they were butchers. And uh, they, they had these skills of being butchers, and my father uh, and his brothers picked up on that, and that was their skill set, thank goodness. And then in the uh, 1940s, my father got in the catering business and uh, followed up with restaurants and barbecues. And uh, we had restaurants, 24-hour restaurants, country clubs, and barbecues in one of the largest catering operations in Texas. And this all started back in the 1940s. Yeah, 19. Dad returned from World War II in uh, in 45, and my mother's family uh, managed a country club right, right across the street over here from my home. And uh, they, uh, my my dad would walk across this hill here going to to school, and my mother was working over there at the club, and she saw this young handsome young man and and they met and uh, under this tree over here and they built their home which i'm in right now uh all those years ago but yes they my mother's family had a a catering business that was country club based and then my father came back from world war ii and took that over so is the barbecue thing just that's what was happening down there did he have a, a passion for the barbecue and just wanted to bring it to people how does that portion of the business get started well, it was a, he was a butcher by trade. Uh, in 1936, when he was just in high school, he managed a, uh, a grocery store, a butcher, uh, the meat market in a local grocery store here in Taylor, Spiegel Grocery. And uh, when he went to war uh, in World War II, all of his brothers had gone into combat in World War II. My grandmother sent four sons to World War II and then two sons later to Korea. Uh, she was a six-star mother. Uh, but when Dad went, you know, Dad was very fortunate to have a, to be a butcher before World War II and that because of that he became a meat and dairy inspector. My other uncles, they didn't really realize that you know, they could have said something and they could have got stayed out of combat. 
But my dad was able to stay out of combat by saying he was a, a butcher, which he was, and he became a meat and dairy inspector during World War II. And he likes to say, I fought, I fought the, the war on germs. I kept all the germs out of California, there, there at where he was stationed. Uh, and then when he returned, uh, my grandparents had this country club. And uh, it was a very successful country club. And they was one of the most successful country clubs in, in central Texas at that time. And I'm just right outside the Austin area. Your Taylor is about 20 miles outside of Austin. So when he got back, he took over the catering into that and the steaks. He became a very well-known cook. And uh, about 1951, he bought out a local barbecue place in Taylor, downtown Taylor. And my dad had four barbecue joints in downtown Taylor, one in Temple, which is about 40 miles north. And he also had a 24-hour restaurant in nearby Georgetown, and he had this catering and country club. That's how I was born into this family. That's what they were doing when I was born. You know, it's rare to be around in any business nowadays for 20 or, or 30 years, let alone the time your family has seen in this. What do you think have kind of really been those pillars of success, not only starting out, but keeping it going and more importantly, growing over the years? Well, my father was a people person. He loved people and he loved to be around people. And, uh, you know, he used to tell me, he says, you know, we're really not in the business to make money. We're not in the business to be famous and, and have a fortune. We're in the business of making smiles. And he says, if we can make people smile with our food, all that other stuff will, will come right upon itself as, as we progress. And, and I noticed from when I was very little how much he loved people. And I don't think you, you can be in the restaurant business and have a, a, one of the largest catering operations in Texas and do all these things and not love people. And I think that was his key. And his brothers followed suit. And, uh, you know, we were called the first family of Texas barbecue by Texas Monthly Magazine in 1986, because at that time, my father, along with his brothers uh, in Temple, Uncle Clem, and then Uncle Maurice in El Campo, Uncle Jerry in uh, Columbus, Texas, and then Uncle Louie in Temple, Texas, and then Uncle Mike in Smithfield, Texas, and us in Taylor, Texas, we were all in the business long before barbecue was cool. Was barbecue not cool at some point? I don't recall that. <laughs> it's cool now. It is It is hipster cool. This is the epiphany of this hipster cool movement. It's been going on now for about, I'd say we're about six years into it. Tim McKeska joining me from McKeska Brands, the website McKeskaBrands.com if you want to check it out here and see what we're talking about. Uh, so by trade, I mean, everybody knows McKeska Sausage and, and all the other products that you have, but by trade, you're also a butcher. So how do you, you, know, how do you find the evolution of, of being a butcher? Is it something that you see, and maybe it's different in Texas than in other parts of the country, but from what I hear hosting this show weekend in, or week in, week out over the last eight years – I hear a lot of people say, man, it's really hard to find a good butcher shop. Now, here in Cleveland, there's still like a lot of ethnic pockets, and there's some really good you know, family-owned butcher shops. But at least from what I'm hearing, that might be something that, that's kind of going to the wayside. You know, How are you seeing butcher shops across the country, and I guess specifically in the Texas area? It's coming back. Uh, whole animal, whole carcass butchery, and custom meat markets are coming back. But you're correct. From the height of the market in the 60s and 70s to beginning about the mid 80s with the, you know, this boxed beef that everybody had. And you weren't butchers anymore. You were meat cutters. And you had 12 hours of training to be a meat cutter instead of having uh, years and years as a butcher. Many meat cutters didn't know how to, how to, how to process a, a live animal and safely process it. So now 
that did go away, but now it's starting to come back. We're starting to see more and more custom butcher shops, and we're starting to see people who are smart purchasers, buyers like yourself that know good meat, and they don't want to go to a, a big box store and buy something that's come out of a box. They want to see something that comes off a carcass. And so this is coming back, Greg, and something interesting. Uh, if you take a look at the history, and if you've read anything on the Texas Monthly blog about you know how a lot of these businesses came about, you will see that a lot of them came from butcher shops. Butcher shops uh, in the 30s and 40s and 50s, because of the fact they didn't have very good refrigeration, these butcher shops, and even my dad did that in 1936 and 1937, they would cut meat all week long, Monday through Friday, and then what they didn't, they couldn't hold any longer. They had two options. One, make sausage. Thank you. Two, <laughs> two, uh, they had to cook it. And so a lot of these butcher shops, my dad being one of them, went from a butcher shop to a barbecue. And you can look down in Lockhart, Texas. You can look in, you know, all the way, all over Texas that have Czech, German uh, butchers. A lot of that barbecue evolved from that. Tim, talk to me about sausage, and, and we'll get specifically in the McKeska brand here in a second, but talk to me about how sausage fits into the Mecca or the, the, the region that is Texas barbecue. Obviously, brisket is there too, but I think a lot of people associate Texas barbecue, brisket, and right next to it, sausage. Uh, you know, you're right. It's always been brisket and sausage for us. Uh, we were never into the only pork we ever served is pork ribs. Uh, it just wasn't popular. And it's still not that popular. It's getting more popular, pork is, but it just never was that popular. Uh, sausage, you know, you talk about the trinity of brisket, sausage, and ribs. Well, it wasn't really a trinity. It was just brisket and sausage. Most of your shops had brisket and sausage. Uh, they had, may have mutton ribs, may have some chicken, but it was sausage. The reason it kind of went together is because, the, you know, encased meat, sausage, you can do a lot with. And, the, you know, my dad used to say sausage was the most profitable thing we had because of the fact, you know, we used to use a lot of trim. And that has evolved through the years for where it's just like brisket. If you notice, well, if you don't notice because you weren't around then, but in the 40s and 50s and 60s, everybody wanted fat. They wanted a marbled steak. Uh, the forend, the chuck was the most important cut because of all the fat. And then beginning in the 70s, everything became lean. People wanted lean. You couldn't even sell a, a point of a brisket. Most of that just went into chopped beef. Everybody wanted the flat lean. The tri-tip became very popular out in California for that same reason. And then we started going from chuck, you know, using chuck to the back end, uh, using top round, bottom round, top sirloin, the culotte, things, because they wanted leaner. And we would come back from a catering job with no flats left and all these points because it, it just, that's just what happened. Well, now this hipster retro market has returned to this fat content. And so sausage, you know, fat is flavor. I think we know that. And you have to have a great balance of fat and, and, and lean muscle in sausage to make it popular, to make it good at least. And we did used to use trim. We used to have an old hot gut recipe. And I talk about this, you know, uh, in, in other interviews. I found the recipe uh, about five years ago going through my dad's footlocker, Army footlocker. And he, it was wrapped up in a uh, butcher paper and there was four knives in it. And I realized it really wasn't my dad's recipe because it had the check name Otec, which is for father. 
And I know my dad would call his father that. It would be my grandfather calling his father, my great-grandfather. And I traced the knives to 1905, foster knives. They were from 1905 or prior to that. So I realized that, that that recipe that we've been using all these years is a very old recipe. And the only thing that we've changed in all these years is the makeup of it, how it's made. We went from a very fat content in all those 40s, 50s, and 60s to a very lean content. And now we've gone back to a kind of a balance between fat and leanness. In regards to the McKeska brand of sausage, why do you feel that whatever the recipe, I'm certainly not going to ask you to you know, divulge what the, uh, what the company's secrets are. I'll go tell ahead, you my recipe. Go ahead and put right it now. up there again. I got, the, I got the close-up for you so everybody can see it. No, I'll, I'll, tell, I'll tell you the recipe right yeah. now. Go ahead. We're, li- we're listening when we have our notes ready. Ready? Yep. Right, 42. <laughs> left, 19. Right, 9. And then left, 56. It's just that easy. That's the combination to my vault because if I'm going to give you the recipe, <laughs> I might as well give you all my money to There you go. No doubt about it. So, no. <laughs> I mean, obviously, there's something that sets your brand of sausage apart from from everybody else's. So, you know, without getting, yeah. I guess, into the minutiae, you know, look, what what do you guys do? All right, I want to show you something. Uh, for everybody that's out there, one of the most important things you need to have, of course, is this. Uh, excuse me, right here. That's the USDA seal. That you know, we talk about the USDA and the government being a pain in the butt, but they really do a good job of protecting us. And it's, it's either the state. To sell sausage for resale in this country, you either have to be state inspected or you have to be federally inspected. Well, my plant that I work with is federally inspected. So one of the things that you want to look at if you're going to be in this business selling sausage is something that's safe. And this USDA label means it is it is safe. And we have to deal with all the problems dealing on that end. But in the end result, it's safe. The other thing you need to look at, and every label is going to have it, is the ingredients. Greg, if you need a chemistry degree to read your sausage label, trouble. you're using the wrong sausage. Yeah, <laughs> And I, I'll tell you exactly, because it's right here. It has pork, water, spices, salt, sugar, garlic. I'm not going to tell you, and of course, spices, is com- com- you know, there's a lot of things in that one little spice category, but that's it. There's no fillers, and this is whole muscle. That's the other thing. You know, I was in the grocery store for a very brief time. I was in the grocery stores, and I thought it kind of devalued my product. Uh, Dave Raymond and I had this talk, you know, with Sweet Baby Ray's, and he said, hey, I heard you turn down grocery stores. Why? Because, you know, he's his company and then what happened after with, yeah. you know, the Sweet Baby Ray's did so well. I said, you know, I thought it kind of devalued my product. I said, if you're going to go to Smoke Barbecue in Chicago and have this great sausage of mine that Barry Sorkin has finished off, and then you go to the grocery store, there it is again. Yeah, it kind of devalues it. The other thing that was hard dealing in the in the grocery store business is who your who your competition was. I mean, there was sausage that had stuff like TVP, uh, stuff that you couldn't even understand what was in it, and it was a lot cheaper. And when you add all those fillers to it, it brings the cost down on your sausage. You make more money. But in my case, it's whole muscle, in whole regard- pork shoulder muscle. In regards to getting like the brand up and running, you know, there's kind of a a, a nice anecdote between you and Sorkin and Meathead and, and all that thing. I wonder if you couldn't kind of retell it for us a little bit. I had started this company uh, actually long before I ever started selling sausage. I had cancer back in 2003. I had a tough renal cell cancer and 
my doctor who knew me, my oncologist, says, you know, you're in the wrong business to get well. He says, you need to think about something else. And I'd been in the restaurant business all my life. So I had began McKeska Brands then, but I hadn't began the product yet. One day I'm at my restaurant and in comes, you know, at that time, the very first time was Barry Sorkin and his uncle Al. I don't know if you know Uncle Al, Barry's uncle, but one of the coolest dudes you'd ever meet. He, he's probably seeing guests right now up in Chicago. But they came in and they told me their story. Barry says, you know, I'm, this is what I want to do. I want to bring all these regional barbecues to one in Chicago. And I'm looking, you know, tell me what you've got. And I showed him the entire place. Then about a year later, he returns with Craig Goldwyn, Meathead. Everybody knows Meathead if you're in this business. Oh, yeah. And Andrew Bloom, who uh, is a, one of the best salesmen I've ever seen with Wichita Packing. They come in with Barry and they sit down. And, of course, Craig's guy's camera is taking pictures of everything in, the, in my restaurant. They weren't used to seeing restaurants. They could seat 350 people and had a parking lot that was an acre. Yeah. So they're, and they sat down, they tried the sausage, and Craig and, and Andrew and Barry says, this is it. This is the sausage I want in Chicago. So that became my very first venture outside of Texas with McKeska Brands. And if you haven't had Barry's food up in Chicago at, at Smoke Barbecue, I mean, you're missing out because it is some of the best. Some it's the best brisket north of the Red River. I can, and it's the best brisket in some categories south of the Red River. So that's how it started. Three guys walk in this restaurant, and I could tell they weren't from around these parts. When you see Craig and you see Andrew and you, and you meet Barry, <laughs> you could tell they're not from around the corner down in Texas. Yeah. Mike McCuskey joining me here on the show. Uh, Mike, we've got a couple minutes left, and yeah. I'm getting a lot of chatter here in the chat room or the instant message Uh-oh. board. Saying, hey, you know, how do you get it? Where can you get it? Uh, obviously, you know, you're probably under some restrictions as far as restaurants and people don't want to have all that stuff being disclosed, this and that. But, like, how can you get it? Well, if you go to McKeskaBrands.com and my front page, McKeskaBrands, you will see who my customer, customers are that I can release and show you who they are across Texas, from Connecticut all the way down up to New York and then up into the, the Midwest. And now, of course, with the proper pig in, in, uh, in Lakewood, yep. uh, Ohio. So that's where you can see my customers. A lot of times I don't even know who my customers are because uh, Wichita Packing in Chicago and, and some of their sub distributors, they send it out and I don't know who it is. But in Texas, I, I'm very careful about who my customers are here. I kind of pick and choose my customers. But I would suggest if you need to buy the product, if you want it for your restaurant, contact Wichita Packing in Chicago and they will set you up. We're, we've got a uh, 5,000 pounds in the pipeline, I think, for this week. 5,000 pounds? 5,000. Well, wow. I take that back. 4,400 pounds. Almost two two tons of sausage in the pipeline. Wow. Be headed to Chicago. But for the, like, the just the the end user, you know, some guy like me at home, uh, is it, it's a little that, harder to come by, right? It's a little harder to come by. Uh, I, I specifically didn't get in that small market but I do believe that Wichita will sell you. They will break down cases, I believe, for you. And one of the things that we do that's also different from a lot, we cry back everything. Everything that comes out of the plant here in Taylor, Texas, at Taylor Meat Company, is completely cry back and completely smoked. It's a finished product. So all you have to do is put it on your smoker and, I'm, and not your grill. It's a big difference in Texas. You don't put this on a grill and walk away from it. You can, but you don't walk away from it. But you put it in your smoker for about 30, 40 minutes at 250 or so, and you bring it back up to temperature, give it some color, and that's all you need to do. Uh, 
that's why restaurants love my sausage is because there's no waste to it. Right. There's very little time, you know. And I've had people call me and they say, hey, Tim, I want, I want your sausage, but I don't want it raw. I want to cook it. No, you don't. You don't want to go through that. You know, that's so I, if you really want to try to find it, uh, if you contact Wichita Packing up in Chicago, uh, I think they'll take care of you. All right. Either big or small. We're talking with Mike McKeska, McKeska Tim. Brands. I'm, I'm sorry, Tim, of course. Tim McKeska. Looking at Jesus. Okay. Tim McKeska, uh, McKeskaBrands.com is the website. And, uh, I mean, we could probably talk for at least four hours, but I'm out of time now. So that means that we can have you back on again sooner than later. Isn't that right? Hey, I, I look, I'd love to see this. Uh, and I want to thank you for doing what you do for, for barbecue. Uh, people like yourself in this media, we love you. We appreciate everything you're doing. Tim, really appreciate the time. Look forward to do it again soon. Thank you. You got it. There he is, Tim McKeska, McKeska Brands. Yeah, I called him Mike. <laughs> I knew it. All day. I'm setting up, prepping for the show. I see Mike in the last name. I'm like, you're going to call him Mike. Don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah, he did it. What a dick. Sorry, Tim. All right, folks, let me talk to you quickly about the pit barrel cooker. That's right. Whoa. Let's get on that media real quick. Let's get on that media. Okay. Wow. Why don't we just restart over? All right, hold on. Pulling the trigger on a new cooker can be nerve-wracking sometimes. Temperature control, fire management, what woods to buy and use. Who needs the hassle, may I strongly suggest the pit barrel cooker. The pit barrel makes cooking simple and fun and just might be the most unique, versatile, and easy-to-use cooker available on the market today. Imagine a single cooker that will be able to turn out the great traditional barbecue meats like brisket, pork shoulders, and ribs while also being able to ramp it up in temperature and do those burgers, chicken wings, and hot dogs. The versatility is thanks to a revolutionary design that goes beyond traditional convection. Their hook-and-hang method places the food in the center of the meat, so it's acting like a stationary rotisserie, if you will. The result is great tasting, perfectly cooked meat each and every time. In the industry, we call it consistency. Not only is the pit barrel a fabulous cooking vessel, it is extremely good looking as well. It's built to withstand heat. Thanks to its porcelain enamel finish, the pit barrel can stand up to any type of weather. It's also extremely portable. It can fit in the back of most vans, trucks, and SUVs. It's ready to go wherever you are. Of course, all barbecue folks love accessories, and the pit barrel doesn't disappoint here either. From rubs to the unique Removable ash pan to the pit grips, the turkey hangers, all hinged grates. There's a full line of accessories that will really complete your pit barrel cooking experience. Best part of all, for $299, the pit barrel comes fully assembled and ready to cook. And it ships free right to your door. I said free. That's $0.00 after tax. But don't take my word for it. The folks at AmazingRibs.com have been singing the praises of the pit barrel for the last number of years, giving it their Gold Division rating. That's right, a top 10 rating in their Gold Division. The highest rating, by the way. Not once, not twice, three times. That's right, three times in a row. They have also said, quote, we're running out of good things to say about this simple, affordable smoker. There's nothing else like it on the market, close quote. Head on over to pitbarrelcooker.com. That's pitbarrelcooker.com and see what everybody's talking about. Be sure to check out their full collection of short how-to videos as well, all shot in HD. Then pick up one or two for yourself. You'll thank me later. If you have any questions, you can contact them through their website or call 502-228-1222. That's 502-228-1222. And yes, they will actually talk to you. Find out what great customer service is all about. 
pitbarrelcooker.com. That's pitbarrelcooker.com. Anella Kelso coming up out of the break. Stick around. Be right back. Seven seven four four eight zero four three three to get on the air. Now here's your host, Greg Rampy. All right, welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by the Unknown Smoker Accessories, purveyor of handmade in the USA stainless steel barbecue and smoker lid hinges, barbecue accessories, hangers, rocket chimney grillers, and heavy-duty aluminum foil dispensers and spice racks. The fine products from Unknown Smoker Accessories keep your gear where you need it to be, at arm's length, ready for battle. Visit unknownbbq.com slash shop today. By the way, if you make an order at unknownbbq.com slash shop and use the promo code REMPY, you can get 10% off your entire order. All right, now i got to go back through. Make sure I'm going to call the right number. Where are you? All right. 338. All right, we're calling the office. Today we're calling the office. My last guest, you know her as the Meat Maven. They continue this season to run their Snake River Farms uh, contest, which we call the Brisket Challenge, Snake River Farms Challenge. We're going to talk to her about that. Plus, we'll try and figure out a way to give away that brisket that uh, Sylvie Curry opted out of. I mean, tomahawk chop. Are you kidding me? Look at that thing. Let's race over the hotline. And welcome back, Anella Council. Hi, Anella. Well, hello there. How are you? I'm doing fantastic, thank you. That chop is ridiculous looking. Yeah, it's, Holy it's pretty moly. badass. <laughs> what, is that coming out of a, a real, a, like... It's like uh, my friend was like, does that thing look like it's coming from Fred Flintstone? And I was like, yeah, it's exactly looking like it came like some from Fred Flintstone. It's huge. So people have always asked us why we just do fillet cuts on our ribeyes. And we're like, have you ever seen a ribeye from a Wagyu? Like, they're massive. And so we kind of tested it. And we've had the cowboy chop in our double R ranch line for a long time. And then we were just like, you know what? Let's do this. Let's go. And so we decided to go to Tomahawk. And they eat, they weigh about uh, two and a half to three and a half pounds. Wow. Yeah. So you can feed, you know, at least one to one and a half people with that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, depending on who you're feeding, of course. <laughs> wow. I mean, it's huge. Absolutely. So um, yeah. if, if we could, before we get into, like, some of the new products and obviously the, the challenge, the brisket challenge, for the folks that maybe haven't combed back through all of the archives, and I don't want to be myopic and think that everybody does that, uh, maybe just like a quick high-level background on Snake River Farms and you know how the business was started and kind of how you've grown over the years. 
Well, our parent company, Agribeef, has been in business for over 45 years. Uh, started back in the 70s with our founder at the time, um, Bob Rebholt Sr. His son um, now own, now is the CEO and president, Robert Rebholt. He's, um, he's leading the helm. And people often ask us, you know, are you guys really a family company? Are you guys really, you know, is it... Your story looks great, but is it real? And it truly is real. Um, I mean, he works in the same building as we do, and um, we have a great board that has a lot of family members and stuff on it. And about 16, 17 years ago, they um, decided to – Bob, this senior, he went to Japan and found some really great cattle and was like, oh, my gosh, we need to bring this back to the States. And so we were the first company to bring the um, Kobe Genetics back to the States and started a Wagyu, American Wagyu program where we um, started crossbreeding the Japanese Kobe with the American Wagyu. And it um, kind of went from there. Uh, for the first 10 years, we actually exported all of our Wagyu to Japan. And then now it's, I mean, it's available. We ship in all four of our brands. We ship to over 26 countries worldwide. Um, and then obviously we're available in restaurants and retailers and available straight to your door from um, snakeriverfarms.com. And so you get the same product that you're eating at Wolfgang Puck's restaurant delivered straight to your door. And it's by the same people who are raising them day in, day out. And we just work really hard to provide a superior, consistent, high-quality product. You know, you hear about all of this magical massaging and beer diets over in Japan that they're doing with these cattle. Uh, is that a lie? Is some of that true? Is most of it not true? What's the deal with it? I think the folklore around the Kobe beef, um, I have never personally been to Japan uh, to see how they raise their beef. I mean, you know, it goes to that whole story of, you know, we can't say it's Kobe because unless it's from Kobe, Japan, it's, and we're not, you know, we're not trying to mislead anyone. Um, but do we feed our cattle sake and give them massages? Eh, no. Uh, the, the truth is we feed them for a really long time. Um, Wagyu cattle in the United States are fed for um, approximately three times longer. Ours are fed for about three times longer than commodity cattle are. And they're just fed a really great diet, and we take care of them really well, and they just get big and huge and make great tomahawk steaks. As pictures prove out, absolutely, and there's no arguing with that. So as the business grows and you've kind of made your way into the competition world, I mean, I think everybody in the competition world has probably at least heard the name if they're not using the product or haven't used it at some point here over the last handful of years. Um, do you see a lot of end users, just like normal consumers also buying in? I would imagine that's probably like a, a bigger market for you guys than the actual competition side. Yeah, I always kind of try to, um, I always kind of try to say, I don't know if there's a Citibank commercial card or a Citibank card commercial that has Chef Nobu and Aaron Franklin on it. And it's like, you know, Chef Nobu going to Franklin Barbecue and seeing that. And, and that's kind of a perfect example of our business and who our customers are because we actually sell the Nobu and Franklin uses our briskets. And so it's that, it's that perfect blend of, you know, I mean, we have, we have competitive barbecue, we have backyard barbecue, we have white tablecloth. I mean, we have people that are like, Hey, I ate at Thomas Keller. You know, I ate at French laundry last week and uh, I want to buy the same steak that I had there. And so it's really kind of an all around thing. I mean, obviously, yes, we're very, um, our briskets are, you know, probably, 
the some of the winningest briskets in um, competitive barbecue, yep. and when people started going toward Wagyu and everybody started cooking Wagyu, you know, we we provide a really consistent product, and I think that's the reason that we've done so well in the barbecue world. Because if you don't have that consistent product, people don't use you. Absolutely, and Ella Kelso joining me here on the show. The website Snake River Farms. Dot com if you want to check it out here while we're talking it up for the next few minutes. Uh, so, Anella, you know, the, the mark of a good company is not only providing the flagship products, but introducing new products. Um, I've had the, the hams, uh, the Berkshire hams, uh, the caribou to pork. Uh, you have the double R ranch meats. You have the briskets. What are some of the new products that are rolling out that people might want to take a look at? Well, we just released a whole line of prime product. Um, so we've had Choice Product, which is our Double R Ranch line. Uh, we have the Wagyu, obviously, which is SRS. And so we also released a Double R Ranch Prime line. And so we have a lot of products that are all prime, um, all steaks. And um, a lot of those, with that, we also released a bone-in product line in the Prime as well as Snake River Farms. We had a lot of requests for people wanting bone-in filet mignon and big, thick-cut T-bones and bone-in New York strips. And so now we have all of those things available on the site. And obviously, the you know, the tomahawk chop kind of leading the way there. Do you get any feedback or any reasoning behind why people want a bone-in filet? You know, a lot. I had never honestly um, really had one until a few years back. And, you know, a lot of people, um, it's the same idea behind like a prime rib, if you want a bone-in prime rib or a boneless prime rib. Um, it's that flavor. It's you know, the meat that's up against that bone, you know, it's different for different people, but a lot of it is a flavor profile and a, and a pre- just a preference, personal preference. In regards to selling and, and tracking well, uh, are those products doing as good as you guys had hoped for then? Yeah, I mean, they're actually doing really well. I mean, the tomahawks are insane. And so that's that's always a big thing. But, I mean, you, I mean we've got big old fat T-bones and... Um, the, and then we also released a traditional cut ribeye, which is, you know, just that regular ribeye. We've kind of tried to bring more of those traditional cuts, not just like the filet cuts, and make those available because people just really want big, huge, beefy steaks. Are you surprised that the tomahawk has been, like, so popular? No. It's just like a, I mean, it's, it's aesthetically awesome, right? It, it's aesthetically <laughs> awesome, and it's just there's something about, like, getting that giant hunk of meat and it's got the huge bone and it's just gorgeous for presentation and every single person that we've seen that have cooked them um you know i mean hugh we worked with uh chef hugh atchison on a recipe um sterling ball has cooked them um i'm trying to think of everybody who's cooked them harry sue cooked one for ktla i mean they've we've they've been out there and cook it and they're just they're just insane Anella Kelso joining me here on the show. Uh, the other thing that we wanted to kind of update or, or talk about is Snake River Farms Brisket Challenge. Uh, so I know there's a big competition. I had somebody actually email me a couple minutes here before the segment started saying, hey, you got to talk about the competitions coming up this weekend, and there's Brisket Challenge there. So talk about, I guess, uh, you know, what the what the deal is and then what's coming up this weekend. So we get approached all the time for sponsorship. And can you sponsor my team? Can you sponsor my team? Can you sponsor my team? And there is, if you've, you know, you, you deal with the world of competition barbecue, you realize it's pretty hard to pick and choose who you're going <laughs> to favor and sponsor. And we just obviously can't do that. So we've decided instead to really put our, um, our marketing dollars and, and barbecue budget toward 
events, and education. And so you'll see us sponsor a lot of classes and you know, make sure that those, those folks that are cooking our briskets have those briskets for their classes. And then a couple years ago, we decided we were going to do this SRF challenge. And we have chosen some competitions where we go out and we promote that if you cook our briskets, we throw down extra cash. We work with the great people at, uh, we work with Tim and Terry Shear and have, so we had some custom gateway drum smokers made that are SRF drum smokers that you can only get if you win the challenge. And we throw down extra cash prizes. Um, this year we kind of, so the first year we did one in California. Uh, last year we did one in California and one in Colorado, and we just keep expanding it. This year we've done um, one in California, we did one in Enid, Oklahoma, and then we've done a couple. We've done Tim Shop's um, double headers up in Wisconsin, and that's the one that we're doing next weekend. And we actually kind of beefed it out for for next weekend um, because it's a double header. We want it to be we want it to be um, even bigger and even better. And so what we decided to do was, you know, for the first, because the first one that we did that was a double header, we just kind of did the cumulative overall winners. And for this one, we're actually going to do for the um, brisket winner each day, they will get um, their choice of $500 cash or $650 in store credit. And then the GC each day will get their choice of two briskets. And then the overall cumulative brisket high score gets their choice of $1,000 cash or $1,500 in-store credit. Wow. And then they also get the drum smoker. And then the cumulative high score for the two days will get the 500 cash or 650 store credit. Wow. We like, I kind of went back and forth on this whole, do we do cash? Do we do store credit? And I talked to a lot <laughs> of teams, and it was legitimately spit, split down the middle. Yeah. And so I just thought, eh, I'll give them the option. Well, I think it's nice to, to have the option because I guess, you know, for the, uh, pardon the name calling, but for the douchebags out there that think, oh, they're giving me store credit, I have to go there and do it, and, you know, I should have a choice. I mean, you're literally giving them, hey, you can have more money at our place, or you can have this very nice sum of money as well to go do whatever you want. I'm a cash guy. I mean, I've always seen, I've never competed, of course, but it seems very expensive, right? So if I'm going to win something, I kind of want to recoup my expenses, and obviously the store credit helps do that too if you use the product, but giving a choice is great. It is, and there's a lot of Road Warrior teams out there who are doing this week in, week out, and um, you know, and you can you can see that they can afford it, and this is what they're doing. Um, and then you get those teams who are competing, you know, very tight on very tight budgets, and um, they got to have the cash to be able to compete the next time the next contest and so that's why we decided we just throw it down both ways and you get your choice and and you don't have to buy briskets with your winnings you can buy whatever you want you want to buy fifteen hundred dollars worth of hot dogs done we'll we'll sell them to you i mean it's it's completely up to the, up to the winners what they want to do with it and we've you know we've had some people take the cash and some people take the credit everybody really seems to love the drums um because that's the only way you can get them and so it's it's pretty cool. It'll be it'll be really interesting to see next weekend because uh, we've got a couple people who've already won that are competing next weekend. So it'll be interesting to see how next weekend pan, yeah. pans out. Tim Shop always putting on great competitions as well. I mean, yeah. He's a great individual, of course. Uh, talk to me quickly about the 180 Club as well. So I decided that there's so many people who get 180s with our with our product, and I feel like you should totally be rewarded when you get a 180. And so we kind of set up the 180 Club, and you can find it on our website. If you have any questions, email me. Um, we'll get it out to you. But if you got a 180 this year, we're starting it this season. So if you got a 180 this year using SRF briskets, 
uh, you fill out a quick little form, and we got some really cool swag. We got some cool new shirts that are coming out that are 180 Club shirts that you can only get. Like, I'm not going to be handing them out anywhere else. You can only get them if you're in the club. And then you get a $100 SRF gift certificate certificate and then at the end of the season um everybody who's qualifies we're going to put all the names in a bucket and we're going to give away another drum smoker you guys are really investing in the competition barbecue man it's really great to see for everybody that's buying the products it's good to see a company not just kind of reaping the reward and not turning around and, and putting it back in i mean you guys are really doing a service to barbecue on a lot of different avenues you know we're a firm believer in taking care of the family that takes care of us and, and like I said, we're, we're a family company. I've been with the company for nine years. Um, I've been doing the barbecue thing for about, about three and a half. And, I mean, if there's one thing I can say about barbecue, it's, it's a family. And we truly, truly pride ourselves not only on having amazing product and consistency, but our customer service is, I think, um, you know, we did, a, we did a net promoter score survey here a while back that, you know, we kind of went out to all of our customers and said, hey, what do you think? And, and we kind of always expect the bigger we get and the more we do to get some negative feedback. Yeah. But we got some really amazing feedback, and, it, and a lot of it from barbecue teams and a lot of it from people who just really, truly appreciate that when you call, if you ever have a problem, anything, if you need anything, you need to order, you need anything, you just pick up the phone and actually someone answers. I mean, I get messages on Facebook. I get text messages. I get some people who don't necessarily understand that they're on the East Coast and I'm not on the East Coast <laughs> when they call me in the morning. Um, but, but, you know, I, I smile and I laugh and I do what I can do to make, to keep everybody happy. And we truly believe in, in this segment and you should be rewarded. Like perfection, like you're working your ass off to get a 180. Somebody should step up and, you know, be like, hey, thanks. She is Nella Kelso, the meat maven over at Snake River Farms. Again, the website, snakeriverfarms.com. If you go on that doubleheader this weekend, you know, it's your chance to win drum smokers and money and gift store credits and all that good stuff from the folks at Snake River Farms. Nella, always appreciate the time. Thanks so much for coming up. Thanks so much. Talk to you soon. You got it. There she is. Anella Kelso. You know, I feel like such a shit. I didn't call anybody else by the wrong name except Tim McKesk. God. That is going to annoy me for like two weeks easily. Oh, I'm so pissed I did that. Ugh. You know, I did a whole run-up about how Chad Ward is a, a complete awesome sales guy. You know, one of the most distinguishing good sales guy things is not blowing somebody's name. I did that. Dave, now that we're free to talk from Butcher's Barbecue, I'm going to do your read here in a second. Are you saying that the background, uh, it's not good, like it's bad looking, or it looks better? That I'm, or I'm too, am I too sharp? It's a new background. By the way, Dave is the only one that noticed that I couldn't read. Folks, if you're like me, you're going to get your barbecue and grilling game on this weekend all weekend long, baby. That's right. Fourth of July coming up shortly. You might want to be looking at Grill Girl's menu, but but you have to be ready. How are you going to do it? ButcherBBQ.com. That's right. Head on over to ButcherBBQ.com and outfit yourself expeditiously. With injections, pork, beef, chicken, all the injections you're ever going to need. 
The sauces, of course. The uh, sweet barbecue sauce, which I absolutely love. Then you have the rubs. The standby rubs, the honey, the, the uh, honey rub. You have the brisket and steak rub. Then you have all the new rubs as well. The secret blend, private, double secret Dave's blends. You have chipotle. You have pecan. You have cherry. Get all those. Then, and then, you also have the grilling oils. Have I mentioned grilling oils? Oh, my Lord. My favorite barbecue product in recent memory as far as uh, implements that you're using right there. Shelf-stable, folks. I talk about it each and every week. These don't have to go in the refrigerator to keep safe. They are made to be shelf-stable, so you can keep them right out by your stove and use them. You can use them all the time. You can take them right out to your grill or smoker, keep them out there. Because, hey, they're out there, and you remember, and when you use stuff that you remember, you use them. A lot of stuff gets put in the refrigerator out of sight, out of mind. At least for me, I forget everything. Just ask my wife. She hates it. Head on over to ButcherBBQ.com. That's ButcherBBQ.com. And hook up with all of the products. You're going to be so happy that you did. You'll thank me later. And if you've had somebody else's commercial injection that you don't like, you can trade it in with Dave. Go click off. Trade-in link, print off the label, send back the rub. He'll weigh it and send back whatever you want of his product in return, making his customers happy, his customers, his competition's customers happy as well. ButcherBBQ.com. That's ButcherBBQ.com. Always trust your butcher. Dave, I would love to have you and Tim McKeska butcher roundtable. Who's down for a butcher roundtable? Dave Bosca, Tim McKeska. I'm ready. All right, stick around. Be right back. Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue, it's the Barbecue Central Show. All right, welcome back. I forgot to mention, we just ran out of time, Uh, Anella Kelso also did a Reddit AMA. Attention nerds. Because you love Reddit. If you go to reddit.com slash r slash bbq, you can search around for Anella Kelso's AMA. I was reading through it. A lot of great questions out there. How do you get invited to do a, a Reddit AMA? How do you do Hi, that? I'm Johnny Dam, host oh. of the Damage Johnny Radio Dam. Show. Oh, when I'm, not- I'm already through the hour. All right. That's fine. I get it. How did I miss time that? That was incredibly poor timing on my end. I apologize. Kevin, I'm sorry. We're going to get out of here. The stream has reached the 90-minute time limit set by Facebook. Stop streaming now. If I say no, does it matter? Probably not. All right. The only thing that's in the fridge that you remember is beer and ketchup. And sometimes, not the ketchup, Dave, if you know what I mean, if you're in one of those nights. So check out reddit.com slash r slash barbecue, and you can find Anella Kelso's AMA. Worth the read, I thought. A lot of people asking questions. Obviously, they're not in the barbecue and grilling thing like we are. We're way better. All right, let's get out of here. All the way back in the first hour, 
We talked with Denver Cavins, Art Flame, artflame.com, A-R-T-E-F-L-A-M-E, artflame.com. Check out that cooker. Really cool. Then we talked with Robin Lindars, the Grill Girl, talking about Fourth of July, red, white, and blue menu. We also talked a little bit about Denver's Grill right at the outset. Check it out, grillgirl.com, her website. Then in the second hour, Tim McKeska, who I called Mike. I did that. Tim McKeska, McKeskaBrands.com. Hard to get his sausage if you're like a regular consumer, but go to McKeskaBrands.com, see who might be selling it, and kind of you know do a little workaround. If you really want it, I'm sure, because I know the owners at Proper Pig, we could probably work out, you know, middleman deal. 40% markup, and you will love it. I'm just kidding. But maybe I can get you some. I don't know. I'm going to get some this weekend, I think. I'm going to try and get out to Lakewood and get McKeska brand sausage. The cheese and jalapeno, I've heard, is absolutely tremendous. I can't wait. Then we close the show with Anella Kelso, Snake River Farms. I am trying to think of a way to give away that brisket. We're not going to do it right now, and I'm not going to just do it by email. So keep following me on all the social medias. It might just be a Twitter post. It might just be a Facebook post or an Instagram or who. We'll figure it out. But follow me on all that stuff. We'll see you back here next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Eastern Standard Time, September 11th, 2001. I will never forget. Until then, this is your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Rempe. Good night now.